Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and we're continuing our series on the ABCs of faith. We're talking today about confessing the Word of God, but let's back up a little bit and just talk about faith. Why is it so important that we trust God? Why doesn't he, God just do it anyway, you know? You know, many times God does things just out of his mercy, whether we believe him or love him or not. You know, he sends the sun and the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous, doesn't he? But these are just temporal blessings that have a time limit on them. Actually, God is not under any obligation to bless someone who rejects him. And it's the higher and the enduring blessings of God that come through our faith. Jesus said in Matthew 9, according to your faith, your reliance, your dependence, your trust in God, according to your faith be it done unto you. Why is it like this? Well, I believe it's to do with our free will, you see. God respects our free will. He doesn't impose himself on us. God is our life, our healer, our salvation, our strength, our victory, our wisdom. But if we turn away from God, we also turn away from all these blessings because God is these things. God sets before every man a choice, life or death. Life is God or death, which is separation from life, separation from God. And he tells us the right decision. He says, choose life. He gives us the choice to trust him and receive his blessing or to go our own way and trust ourselves because he respects our free will. So basically, that's why faith is ultimately a decision. Our decision to trust in God and his love. You know, God declares his love to us through the gospel. He tells us about Jesus and his love and how he died for us and rose from the dead. And then he leaves it up to us to respond, to accept or reject. And you know, to do nothing is actually to reject. For example, if I offered you a hundred pounds and I said, you know, it's yours, you can come and, and take it. And, and let's say you did nothing. Maybe you didn't really believe me. Maybe you didn't feel the need for that hundred pounds or whatever. And you do nothing. Do you know, that's not a neutral position. That's actually a rejection of my offer. So to do nothing is actually to reject. John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. That's his offer, his gift. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. It's according to your faith. If you trust in him, you will receive eternal life in Jesus. See, God wants to do so much for us because he loves us, but he's limited by our response to him, by our attitude of unbelief, our choice not to turn to him and trust him, and also by our attitude of passivity, which is even after we've trusted him, we often will fail to release our faith in our words and our actions. We can limit God in your life. You see, God wants to do so much for us, but we have to cooperate with him. Psalm 78, verse 41, you can feel the heart of God here. Yes, again and again they tempted God. And this is Israel in the desert. It, it, that means they tested his patience by rebelling against him. They tempted him to judge them. And they limited the Holy One of Israel. Isn't that interesting? He was the Holy One of Israel. They had a covenant with him. And he was willing to fulfill that covenant and do much for them. But it says they limited him. You can limit God. We can limit what God does in our lives 
by failing to believe we receive what he's given us and by failing to release our faith. And then it tells us how they limited him. This is a big clue. It was their attitude of unbelief. Verse 42, it says, They did not remember his power the day he, when he redeemed them from the enemy. Wow. The, what's the answer? To remember the day. That's the day of his death and resurrection when he redeemed us from the power of the enemy. We need to remember his death and resurrection. We need to remember how much he's done for us, how much he loves us, how powerful is his power that raised Jesus from the dead. Once we realize all that he's done for us through Christ and that he's won the victory for us and that he's given us all things, then faith will rise up in our heart. Uh, we won't limit God anymore. Faith will rise. We'll come to God. We'll believe we receive what he's freely given us and we will thank him and we will release our faith and God will be able to do what he wants to do in our life. He who didn't spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Once we remember what he's done for us, our faith will rise to receive his blessing. And it all starts by putting our trust in God and believing we receive his promises. As Mark 11:24 says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them manifested. When we put our trust in God's promise and we believe we receive it, we, we then possess that answer in our heart in spiritual seed form. And that seed then has the power to produce the manifestation. When we possess, we possess faith in our hearts, you see, that the promise is ours. Once we believe we received it, we have that faith in our heart. But now it's vital for us to release that faith so that the power that's in the word is released to bring it to pass. And how do we do that? Well, faith in our heart must be in your heart first. Then it can be released. How? Primarily through our lips, by our words of faith. And last time, we talked about one aspect of that. One of the best ways to do that is with thanksgiving. Faith has a voice. The voice of faith is thanksgiving. After the prayer of faith, it is natural to say, thank you, Lord. I have it now, and I thank you for it, and it's coming to pass. Hebrews 13, 15, let us continually, that should be our, having received, it doesn't take long to receive by faith, but then we need to continually give thanks. Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise or thanksgiving, which is the fruit of our lips, confessing or giving thanks to his name, continually thanking him for giving thanks to his name. It's a sacrifice because we do this before we even see the manifestation. We thank God for bringing it to pass, that he's working in our situation. And what's the basis of this? It's his name, it's his character, it's his faithfulness, it's his love, it's his power. That's the basis upon which we can give thanks for it. No, what's his name? His name is Healer, strength, savior, victory. Once you've believed in the Lord as your savior, as your victory, as your healer, then it's right to give thanks to his name, to confess his name. Thank you, Lord, you're my savior. Thank you, Lord, you're my healer. Thank you, Lord, you're my victory today. Thank you, Lord, you're 
my wisdom. And as you give thanks, so the power of God is released, your faith is released. And you begin to experience the, the reality, the manifestation of that. That's how faith works. Confessing his word, thanking him to do, for doing it and bringing it to pass is vital to activate and release our faith and the power of God. Release the power of God to bring it to pass. So faith comes by hearing the word of God so that we're able to receive the promise. But faith is released by saying and doing the word. Today, we want to look at the importance of saying, confessing the word of God. First, we must believe the promise into our heart. Then, we must confess it with our mouth. This is the God kind of faith. The kind of faith that God himself operates in. He believes in his heart, and he can speaks it with his mouth, and it's established. See, he's a faith God. That's how he created the universe. Before the universe existed, or became visible, God conceived it in his heart. Then he brought it forth into manifestation. How? By speaking it. He's a faith God, and the amazing thing is, we are made in his image to operate in the same kind of faith. Believing the word in our heart and speaking it with our mouth, we bring it to pass. <coughs> you see, some people struggle with the idea that God has faith. But faith is an eternal quality. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, Now abide faith, hope, and love. We know God is love. But also, faith is eternal. Therefore, it's a quality possessed by God, who is spirit. Faith, therefore, is ultimately a spiritual substance that we possess, a spiritual quality. We can talk about having a spirit of faith, which is believing in, in our heart and speaking with our mouth. Just believing. This is what I'm really saying here. Just believing is not good enough to get results. The speaking part is important too. God operates in a spirit of faith. Until he spoke the universe, it didn't come to pass. He possessed faith in his spirit for the universe, but God also spoke it. He's a speaking spirit, and he released his faith, and he released the power of the spirit by his words. He spoke, it came to pass. Light be, and it was. And we have the same spirit of faith, 2 Corinthians 4. Since we have the same spirit of faith, as Christ, actually, in context, as God, we have the same spirit of faith. According to what is written, our faith is based on what is written. I believe. I believed, and therefore, I spoke. You have to believe first in your heart, but then you also have to speak it with your mouth. That's the spirit of faith. I believed it, and therefore, I spoke it. We also believe and therefore, we speak. What do we speak? We speak what we believe. We must believe it and speak it. That's the spirit of faith that we're to operate in, the same spirit of faith as the Lord himself. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds, that's literally the ages of time, were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made from things which are visible. They came out of the spirit of God. And so he's talking about the original creation of the universe here was by the word of God. 
God brought the universe forth from his spirit by words of faith. The fact we are in existence now is because God decided and spoke it. So words underlie the whole universe, underlie all of life, the fabric of life. He sustains the universe by his word. So words are very important. God reveals and releases himself through words. And we are made in his image to operate in the same kind of faith. Isn't that amazing? Psalm 33 6 says, the, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them, and the, by the breath of his mouth, by the spirit of his mouth. What is that saying here? It's two things that work together. The word and the spirit working together. So when God spoke his word, the spirit of God moved with his word and created that universe. How do, God had it in his spirit, but how do you get what is in your spirit, in your heart, into manifestation? It's through the words that you speak. The words are containers of life, of faith. And as you, how do you bring it from the inside to the outside? Through words, the words take what is on the inside and bring it to the outside. And God's spirit moves with the word and brings it to pass. And so, in the same way, when we speak God's word, the spirit of God will also move with our words. When we speak God's word with a heart of faith, the spirit of God is then released to perform the word, you see. And that's Genesis 1, isn't it? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. See, God's Spirit was ready to do it, but he was waiting for the word to be spoken. Because God's Spirit works with his word. When we speak the word, then the Spirit of God is activated to perform the word. You know, when God saw the darkness, he didn't just say, oh, it's so dark, it's so dark. That would have just created more darkness. You know, when you're faced with problems, don't just say, oh, it's so dark, it's so dark. You'll just have more darkness. What do you do? You are a son of God. You're made in the image of God. Rise up and operate in the God kind of faith, in the face of problem, in the face of defeat. You declare the Lord is my victory. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. Hallelujah, who loved me. And you speak, you don't speak the problem, you speak God's word, the answer. So instead, God spoke the, the, the desired end result, what he saw in his faith. And he called what was not as though it were. He called what was not as being. And thereby he called it into being. That's how God works. He believed it in his heart and then he spoke it out and thereby brought it into manifestation. How do we bring things from the natural, from the spirit into the natural realm? The same way that God does, by our words. He brought forth what was inside him to the outside by his words. He called the universe into existence. He commanded it into existence, into manifestation by his words of faith. The spirit was waiting for the spoken word and then when the word was spoken, the spirit was able to perform it. Only when God spoke the word did the Spirit bring it to pass. And that's how God works today. We're in the image of God. We are to operate in that faith of God. Speaking words of faith which will come to pass 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. When we speak the word, we just trust the Holy Spirit to bring it to pass. Another example is Bible prophecy. It says in Isaiah 46, 9 to 11, how God operates. He says, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. Declaring the manifestation from the conception. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying. God operates by saying. My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Indeed, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it and I will also do it. That's how God operates. That's the spirit of faith. He conceives it and he speaks it. And then it comes to pass. And for thousands of years, God spoke of the coming Messiah. In all his details, before he was manifested, he, God kept speaking the end result. And then finally, the word became flesh. Hallelujah. Manifested and dwelt among us in the person of Jesus to fulfill all the prophecies. God operates in the spirit of faith. Before you can even see it, he speaks the end result, and it comes to pass over time. And as his children, we're called to imitate him and operate in the same spirit of faith, believing his word in our heart, confessing it with our lips. Praise God. Mark 11:22. Jesus said, have faith in God. You know, that's a good statement, but that's not really what it says. It literally says, have the faith of God. Genitive. Better, perhaps, have the God kind of faith. What's the God kind of faith? Well, as his children, we're in his image. So we should operate in the same kind of faith as God. Imitating as a child imitates the Father. You know, if we don't operate in the God kind of faith, as God made us to function, we're going to limit him in his life. So we need to learn how God operates and cooperate with that. We, we need to walk in fellowship with God, in agreement with God, acting, speaking in line with his word. Jesus said, I, t I do what I see my father doing, I speak what I see my father speaking, and so forth. And I say what I hear my father saying. This is the faith of God that we should operate in. And how do, what is the faith, God kind of faith? It's revealed in how he created the universe. He conceived it in his heart, and then he spoke it with his mouth, and then it came forth. He spoke it into being, calling what is not in existence yet as being. Or, in other words, he called it into being. He brought it to birth. That's how he releases his faith. That's how we should release our faith. And that's how we release the power of the Spirit. He expects us to live as sons of God, walking in his steps. Genesis 1.26, God gives man this high calling. It's higher than angels, really. God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over all the earth, he says. God's given us dominion over our lives. He's given us free will. And we express this dominion because we're in his image, the same way that God expresses his dominion. How does he do that? Through our words. We declare the will of God, and it comes to pass. Our ability to speak is what sets us above the animals. As God, as a spirit, spoke and created the world as he wanted it, so we, as living spirits, have the ability 
to some degree, uh, to form our own reality, to frame our own world by our words. They, cre they contain creative power for good or bad. We control the quality of our lives, the atmosphere in which we live, by the words we speak. Jesus said, have the God kind of faith. This is the faith that believes in, its heart, in your heart and speaks it with your mouth that releases God's spirit and it comes to pass. And the next verse, he confirms that's exactly what he's talking about. In Mark 11, 23, he says, For assuredly I say to you, he's still on the same theme, the God kind of faith. Whoever, he says, we can operate in this faith. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, does not allow doubt into his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have what he says. What's he talking about? Just like God believed it in his heart and spoke it into manifestation, we are to believe it and speak it. And we will have what we say, hallelujah, if we believe it in our heart. It's not just about believing but it's also about speaking what we believe and believing that what we say will come to pass based on God's promise. It's praise God. Saying is mentioned three times here. Believing is mentioned one time. The saying is vital. That's the God kind of faith. We believe it and then we speak it and we believe that what we say will come to pass because it's God's word. This is the God kind of faith that we're called to operate in. We believe we receive the word in our heart. That's Mark 11, 24. And then we speak it out with our lips so that we will have what we say. If we believe it, what we say will come to pass. Praise God. All right. Now we are made in his image. Operate in the same kind of faith. So once we've believed and we've received the promise of God in our spirit, we're to speak it out by faith. Calling those things that be not visible as if they were calling them into being don't speak the problem don't speak the darkness speak the solution transform the darkness into light by your words get the word in your heart and speak it with your lips that's the, how you bring God's promises to manifestation speaking them forth trusting the spirit to bring it to pass you believe it in spiritual form into your spirit and then you bring it forth from your spirit into manifestations. How? How do we do that? The same way God did. The spoken word. Hallelujah. Jesus said again, Assuredly I say to you, whoever says and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. Notice Mark 11.24 says, If you believe you receive it, you will have it. But the Mark 11.23 that is with it says, you will have what you say. So, first of all, you will have it if you believe you receive it. But then you've got to say it, and then you will have what you say. So you've got to believe you receive it, then you've got to say it, and then you will have it. All right. Because the Spirit of God is released to do it. One more scripture to finish with here. Luke 6.45 is very important. It says that the good and bad things in our life originate in our heart. It depends on what you put in your heart. You've got to get the word of God in your heart, first of all, before this will work. He says, a good man, out of the good treasure in his heart, 
brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure in his heart brings forth evil things. So the, the, the most important thing is, do you have good things in your heart or evil things? You've got to get the word in your heart first. But then you've got, that's not enough. The good man doesn't just have good treasure in his heart. He brings it forth. He brings forth good things in his life. How does he do that? Then Jesus said, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, how do you bring forth those good things that you've received from God in your spirit? Out of the abundance of your heart, the faith in your heart, the mouth speaks. That brings forth those good things into manifestation. Jesus said it the other way around in Matthew 12, 34. He said, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. The evil man out of the evil treasure in his heart brings forth evil things. It works in the positive and the negative. If you have evil things in your heart and you speak them out, you'll create evil things in your life. But if you have the good things of God's word in your heart and you speak them out, you will bring forth good things in your life. And that might explain where you are at at the moment. Now what you bring forth in your life, notice, is determined by what you say. But what you say is determined by what you have allowed to build up in your heart, your meditation. We need to get good treasure into our heart, meditating in God's word, and then speak those words out in faith, bringing those things forward because you will have what you say if you believe it in your heart. Whoever says and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says, Jesus said. So first we receive the good things of God in our heart by faith, the prayer of faith, and then we bring them forth into our life by our words. So by our words we bring things out of our spirit into the natural, just as God does. Because we're in his image. It's by our words that we call forth, we bring forth what we already have in our spirit into manifestation. Romans 10.10 says, With the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, into manifestation. Our words contain life or death. Life and death is in the power of, of the tongue, it says. Those who love it will eat its fruit. In other words, the words that you speak will come to pass in your life. Where you're at now has got a lot to do with what you've been saying because you will have what you say. Release your faith by your words and God's spirit will move to bring it to pass. Amen.